Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And as he puzzled till his puzzler was sore, then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Welcome to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. I'm Jillian Moss-Backman, and that is a small excerpt from the Dr. Seuss book we have all come to love during the holiday season, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. As I started writing the show this week, I thought to myself, How did this famous Dr. Seuss character come about? Did Dr. Seuss deliberately uh, create Mr. Grinch in this classic tale to demonstrate how easy it is to become a spiritual misanthrope? How easy it is for all of us to become cynical and at some point even a hater in the midst of everybody else experiencing joy and bliss? Are we becoming a society of Mr. Grinches? Have we lost sight of the missing point of the holiday season that we find ourselves embroiled in for the next couple weeks? And how easy it is to become haters instead of lovers during this time of year? How many of us have come to focus on presents and gifts we receive and give to others than the underlying message of the entire event for the next coming day, the event of holiday season. In this hour, half hour, I want to explore the possibilities in a show that I've come to title, Holiday Mr. Grinch, Spiritual Misanthropes. I started writing and posted my intuitive reflections for 2012, and in that blog that I posted, I had to start thinking about, once again, the holiday season and all these things that are conjured up in people's minds and how we become so polarized between misanthropic thoughts and philanthropy thoughts as well. As I promised last week in my show, I did write the article, and you can find it in two places right now. It's entitled, I don't know what's entitled, Lasting Beginnings and Ends or something like that. (laughs) You know me with those things. They come, they go, I write, I move on. But you can certainly find the entire article that I wrote on Time's Up blog at timesupblogspot.com or you can jump over to my website, which is jillianmossbackman.com 
And you can read the entire article of the Rote and my intuitive thoughts for 2012 and into 2013. But I also talked about both of those things on Change Already, the radio show. In the last two shows that I did, one was on 1115 and the other one is on 1129. It really talks about capturing that high vibration for the next couple weeks that we're all into so you can set yourself up for tranquility as we unfold into year 2013. If you've been around me long enough, you've learned that I'm not too impressed with people that tell me these long-winded stories about how they've been slaving away to become spiritually aligned with their soul work. I really believe in spontaneous awakenings. In layman's terms, I suppose you would call that aha moment that everybody writes about, whatever. Anyway, I do and have seen major shifts in a lot of people that seem to be in this hole that they've dredged up for themselves and don't have a lot of hope and they live in misery like the misanthropes I'm talking about today But I've really seen in my life working with lots of people that you can really change in an instant if you're committed to doing so. And in that blog, I talked about how the vibration is very high right now for people to get this opportunity and that haven't had this awakening or looking for something bigger than themselves to move into 2013. And those of you that are already awakened on the path, you can get some real boost from the energy that's happening in the universe right now. I really encourage you to go back and read that and take a hard long look at where you're at right now and take some suggestions that I put forth in both the radio show and the blog post that times up and my website to get to that next plateau because 2013 is going to be a year of steady changes. We're not going to go in this up and down movement, sporadic up and down changes that we've been doing for a long time. We're going to go into a steady, quiet zone. And it's really going to be about deeper contemplation for a lot of people. So if you've been one of those surface drillers in this year that's just been doing a little bit of work, my suggestion to you is that if you want to encapsulate and really grow in 2013, bump it up between now and then and do some real deep core contemplative questions because 2013 is going to be a year of relationship. I've gone over that before in the past and I'm not going to do it much more, but The reason I brought up the misanthropic ideas and talks today is because where you add in all of that. And after the break, I want to talk about misanthropic thoughts and philanthropic thoughts and how they contrast with each other and suggestions that we can do that you can do on your own as we move into this next couple weeks. It's very stressful for a lot of people. I'm sure some of you or some of your friends get very anxiety-ridden as we even think about being with family and friends that we've had issues with in the past or it makes it very stressful 
to be comfortable and enjoy the joy and bliss of what the holidays mean to each other. So after the break, I want to go into that and explore that a little deeper and talk about misanthropes right after this break. Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. back to Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. And in the first segment, I was telling you the name of the show that I'm doing this week, which is Holiday Mr. Grinch, Spiritual Misanthrope. How many of you have heard this word? And as I explained last week, when things come up a couple times in my life, I'm I'm pretty hard-headed. I have to take a moment and pay attention to what's going on around me. And for some reason, I heard this word misanthrope like two or three times in a conversation that I was having with some other people. And I already knew what it meant, but in the context of what we were talking about, it fit in well. But then I began to thought, how does that fit in with the holiday season and where we're going? Because one of the things that keeps happening year after year is we're bombarded with philanthropic ideas. Everybody knows the word philanthropic, which is the sense of giving oneself by any means possible, which encourages caring and nurturing and improving and enhancing the quality of life for another human being. 
And we're all comfortable with that word because it's an empath word that encourages all to be bigger and cut into our spiritual side of ourselves to give to another. But then I thought, you know, all these writings that are out there right now are talking about the opposite. And the opposite to philanthropic work is a misanthrope. And a misanthrope is a person that, as you can imagine, is the complete opposite to a philanthropist, which is a person who hates and mistrusts all of humankind. They have pure disdain for other human people. They're usually loners and they're skeptics, especially this time of the year. And they, their whole part is stealing joy from other people. And then I started to think, what is a perfect example of a misanthrope in our lives? And Mr. Grinch and the Grinch who stole Christmas just came walloping in my head. (laughs) Because if you know the story of the Grinch, he does everything possible to steal away the dreams and hopes of a holiday celebration from Whoville. And Whoville was filled with children and parents and this, uh, a community that was celebrating Christmas. And in the end, the Grinch takes all their presents, he takes all their candy canes, their garland, and he even takes their Christmas tree. Well, if you know the story of the Grinch, what happens? Even though he steals all of these things, and he takes away the icons that represent their holiday spiritual joy and excitement about, for in this line, Christmas and everything that it represents to that community, he wasn't able to steal their joy. And to his disappointment, he wasn't able to spoil the celebration of the holiday spirit. And as I started thinking about this with Dr. Seuss trying to send us a message in his whimsical way that we will always have haters. We will always have people in our lives that want to squelch the hopes and dreams of others that they hold dear in their heart. And this is a concentrated time where groups and groups of people come together to celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. And what a better time for a misanthrope to jump on the bandwagon and really get in there and try to steal away the joy that we have in our hearts. I'm sure many of us have people, whether they're relatives or friends that find their way into infiltration of our parties and our gatherings with the sole purpose of spoiling the fun, like Dr. Seuss and the family of Who's. But in the story of Dr. Seuss, they didn't give up. Even after they relinquished everything that represented to them their Christmas spirit, they never gave in. They never let Mr. Scrooge win and in this place take their spiritual joy away from there. They never lost sight of the bigger picture in front of them. 
This is what philanthropist spirit of the season is all about. I know when we talk about that word, money comes to our forefront of giving money to other people. But it also means about sharing hope and sharing peace and sharing the giving process and the hope of greater things to come in your life. These are not equated with money, and they can't take them away from you. Now, as we go into this to this time, it gets very tenuous and strength, stressful for a lot of people. It's not a matter of can you stand true in your own thoughts and spirit of what represents the holidays to you. It's almost like we all are gearing up for battle in the next couple of weeks to to go into battle to defend our soul intent of staying joyful. But it's so hard to do that when you're assaulted by these misanthropes that we have in our lives. So a lot of the goals for many of you is just to stay sane and not lose your cool around these misanthropes and naysayers that you have within your own personal circle. They may be your relatives or really close friends who are interested in making this time a miserable one as much as their own. So here's a few suggestions that I have that can disarm these misanthropes and spiritual naysayers that you have in your life. Remember, they're very predictable. Every year we see the same pictures, the same film, the same book of Mr. Grinch. The story never changes. The faces do, but the story never changes. They always do the same thing over and over. So know that it is predictable and that you can go at it a different direction. Really work on visualizing a different outcome this year. Do this exercise and see what happens. Douse your friend or your misanthropic antagonist in your play for Christmas and see them doused in white light. They're in white clothes. And everywhere they go, they're surrounded by white lights, like big floods, like they're on a stage, and they are the center of this white attention. They can't get away from it. It follows them wherever they go. What happens a lot of times is think about what you've done. I'm sure that each one of you have tried to to combat or physically had altercations or verbal sparring with these kinds of people in your life. Has it worked? Does it change their mind? Philanthropics, like everyone else, have to learn their lessons on their own. Allow the other side, the spiritual side of this universe, to do the work for you. Remember, you've probably said everything humanly possible to change their misery into crazy joyful. This creates an intervention that is insurmountable than anything one of us can say. We get so tangled up in physically trying to change the world we forget that we're co-creators with the other side. 
in my book, Beyond the Pews, I talk about how angels and all the other things, which people love to talk about during the holiday season, let them be your co-creators, your teamwork members. Let them be the one that helps the power of change come from the other side. The only thing you need to do is step back and stay in the light and get away from them. The other part of the story is you got to see yourself in the light. I think we get so enamored with trying to change everybody else, we forget to shine that special light on ourselves. You, too, have to make a shift. You can't expect the misanthrope to change his own ideologies if you're not willing to change along with them. So for the next 30 days, I want all of you to see that light shining within yourselves, on yourselves, and others. Remember, light like attracts light in this world. So if you're shining your light and you douse everyone else with your light, they too will see the joy. One of the biggest assets that Who's, the family of the Who's, in Whoseville is they were not alone. Go in packs. Stay with your light friends. Do the things that make you philanthropically feel good. And that's not necessarily the outward work. In Whoville, they sang. In Whoville, they walked in the snow, in the white snow, mind you, in their white buildings with their special colorful clothes. Make Whoville a part of your life. Bring the joy, bring the essence of spiritual light to the rest of you. Holiday season is a concentrated time when we all come together to rejoice in a spiritual awakening. But yet we get so busy making sure we have all the presents and everything else and the food and the gatherings. Try to do it differently this time. Do the opposite. Send the light first and create the events and presents later. We have no idea who will surrender their misanthropic ways until we philanthropically move to a sense of love and grace around them and circle them in so they're the only one left with the pain in the middle. We have no idea what the source is from the other side and where this physical pain is coming from that triggers them to be the haters among us. We can only be a part of the loving Whoseville if we change and let go of that spot. There's no reason to spar with these people. You can't change them. But you certainly can flood them with so much love and grace. Instead of getting down in the mud with them, stay above and beside them with light. I want you to go back and continue to read and experience that blog that I posted a couple weeks ago. I'm going to expand this whole notion of the next 30 days and preparing ourselves for 2013. 
2013 is going to be a time when we can really regroup and recalibrate ourselves. But we really have to take a hard, long look. Are we becoming a society of misanthropes who are haters of each other and hate what our neighbors are doing? Or are we becoming a population of philanthropic society? The Whoville of Dr. Seuss is an imaginary society and population. But it's not that far from the truth of what we can be if we are conscious enough to grab the vibrational energy that's out there right now and use it to our advantage as we go into 2013. I know it's kind of crazy and it seems a little simple just to move from darkness into light and keep on the joyful and spiritual path of the energy of what the celebrations of the next 30 days are about. But it's not that difficult, as I say every week. Change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I hope all of you are not the misanthrope and spiritual deprivation that we see with Dr. Seuss's character, Mr. Grinch. I hope that you can identify with little Susie Who in the Whoville family that even after everything was stripped away that represented the celebration and joy of Christmas, they were able to see the celebration and joy of the spiritual message of what Christmas believes and belongs to so many. Really work and try to do these exercises and do it for yourself and see what happens. I can't convince any of you to be a part of the Whoville imaginary spiritual awakened philanthropist. I can only point you in the right direction for the rest of the year. I'm going to spend the next 30 days talking about more of this. And remember, you can go back to Blog Talk Radio and listen to any of those downloads that I have there in the podcast at Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice. And if you're interested in more different, more ways in which to expand this light that I'm talking about, the Whoville Christmas Lights of Whoville Philanthropist Society, you can always pick up my book. It's a great Christmas present for the next 30 days or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any holidays that you celebrate in the next couple weeks. The name of my book is Beyond the Pews, Breaking with Tradition and Letting Go of Religious Lockdown. It's a great present for the holiday, and especially for those who are the misanthrope thorns in your side for the rest of the year. I will see you next week, same time, same place, Blog Talk Radio, high noon. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before, just like Jillian. 
warm, and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already. 